Hello and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, starting with H's, the hip, the hilarious, and the never histrionic Mary Abijay. <laughs> Hello, Chris DeSantis. Uh, hello, everybody. I am the never histrionic Mary Abijay. And I would like to enter- introduce to you my co-host. And I'm going to go holiday-ish here and just say the ho-ho-ho, Chris DeSantis. <laughs> Who you calling a ho-ho-ho? Who you calling a ho? I mean, ho-ho-ho isn't jolly ho-ho. as in ho-ho-ho, ho-ho-ho, everybody, uh, Chris DeSantis. And clearly, that's because I never got around to doing the H's, so. <laughs> I had to pull that one out of my big old stocking cap uh, at the last minute. Anyway, happy holiday, man. Happy holidays. So this, ladies and gentlemen and other our listeners, this is our holiday show for 2022. Coming at you live. Well, not live, uh, but coming mm. at you from Washington, D.C. and uh uh, Chicago, Illinois, in the great country of the United States of America. So, Chris, as we are in deep into the holiday season, um, mm-hmm. how are you spending the holidays? Like, what do you do you do? And do you go to office holiday parties? Because we have a couple of questions here about how to navigate the workplace and workplace events and dynamics during the holiday season. Well, uh, this holiday, I'm having uh, family over, so that's good. And then I'll have some friends over with that. But normally speaking, in terms of holiday parties, holiday office parties, I don't go to many because I am, I am the office. Right. So, But I have been invited. And so I've gone to some larger events as a consequence. There's, there's strange. There's a certain like forced fun. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like the, it, it, it just doesn't feel... Now, later in the evening, I notice people relax a little more. I wonder if that's got to do with the booze. You think? But... Yeah, but but there is a sort of like stiffness about the whole thing that I I notice, and I find that very. But I get it, I get it. It's spouses who don't work there with their and their bosses are there, so you see all. There, it's, it's a given there'll be some level of formality. Yeah. Do you guys throw one? Uh, we well, we have everybody. We have everybody. Chris's family, my husband's family, over for the for the Christmas day. We usually do something fun uh, with friends on Christmas Eve, and I do tend to get invited to a lot of different parties uh, and lunches and, you know, other booze-filled events. And, you know, I too sometimes get invited to our clients' uh, Christmas parties, and there is something kind of awkward. And I'm, and I'm not sure it's awkward because I'm essentially still, I'm an outsider. And so yes. it's awkward for me or if it's awkward there. But I will tell you that this year I am taking my team. We always do, Kirsten always does a holiday party. We usually do one in January. January, where we invite mm-hmm. select clients and uh, uh, some of the independent contractors that work for us. And it's usually a pretty fun, boozy affair. We ha- we're going to do that this January. We hadn't done the last two years because of um, the COVID. But I am, uh, in like two weeks, taking my team to a very fancy hotel, uh, Ooh, the wow. Salamander in DC. I'm hoping if I say Salamander several times, I'll get some freebies. And we're going to do a little team retreat. Then I've booked spa appointments for everybody and then we're going to have champagne and then i'm taking them to dinner and they all get to spend the night in their own rooms in this fancy hotel 
Well, that's a lovely gift. I'm that's telling you. Really nice. And I would like yeah. to make a joke of it, but my team is really, they are really grateful and we're really looking forward to it. So I want to do something nice and special uh, for them because they worked really, really hard this year. So we're going to do a little holiday celebration in a fancy hotel, the Salamander, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> now, where is that again? It's the in D.C. and it's called the Salamander, <laughs> run by Sheila Johnson. It's fabulous. So that's what we're doing. So I'm very, very excited that's for fun. the holidays this year. I'm trying because, you know, usually I'm kind of scroogey uh, because I just it's always like, oh, the holidays. Another thing on my to do list. So this year I'm trying to slow it down, appreciate the season and have a little fun. Oh, that's great. But yeah. oh, by the way, speaking of Scrooge, is, doesn't that relate yeah, to what we're we'll talking about? ready for our about? first question? Yeah. I, All right. I sure am. <laughs> hey, Chris DeSantis, since this is our special holiday show, I have a special holiday treat for you. And that treat is listening to somebody else read the questions instead of me. So if you are ready, let's invite our guest question reader on stage to read our questions. Dear Mary and Chris, I am a third-year associate for an intellectual property law firm, and the firm is throwing its first in-person holiday party in three years. It's going to be a swanky affair, and spouses are invited. The problem? My spouse doesn't want to go, and he is griping about having to dress up and talk to a, quote, bunch of stiffs. While normally I wouldn't care, in this case I do. This is a great opportunity for me to make a positive impression on the powers that be. I'm afraid that if my husband doesn't show up, that it will reflect badly on me. I'm also afraid that if he does show up, his attitude will reflect badly on me. Scrooged in Seattle. <laughs> but this wow, is like a real okay. thing for law firms, right? Like, aren't they very like partner oriented in terms of bringing oh, spouses this, and but stuff? But this is classic of any professional services yeah. firms. They'll, they'll have an event, a formal They'll do a formal, right? Yeah. But, and, I always but thought, by the way, I always thought law firms were really big on like having like their partners being married and and stable family lives. I don't know why I thought that. No, I think that's an old school view of that. I, I maybe you've watched a lot of those shows on TV, but I do. But I do think that's that's a bit of an old school view, and I, maybe that exists in pockets. I, I don't know if they can sort of do that as they once did. Yeah. That was very actually. In, in the 70s and 60s and 70s in the United States, that was probably more normative for corporations in general. Yeah, to have probably, yeah, the for the C-suite, of, yeah. Yeah, so th this is, well, hopefully we've evolved. Anyway, what but, do you have to say to Scrooged? Yeah, I I'm going to defer the talking to my spouse and to going to this part maybe to you because you do have a spouse <laughs> and you have to do these kinds of things. And I, unfortunately, I do have to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and but my feeling in this is this isn't much of an ask. I'd understand if you're going to functions all the time, but once in three years, is, I think this is a bit of a whiner, right? Uh, but love's funny. I wouldn't go down this whole guilt path. I think it leads to resentment. So rather, you might consider trading with your spouse. What does he love seeing or doing that you could live without? And so I would also th and then talk about that and say, okay, I'll do that for you if you do this for me. I'd also limit the time you spend at the event. Say, look, up right up front uh, before going, we'll, I promise, we'll only be there for X number, you know, an hour or two, whatever the thing is. And then I have an, another thing. If he does agree to go, you say you have a secret extraction sign between you, you know, like a code, <laughs> like, oh, no, he's, you know, he's got his finger in his nose. That means we got to go, you know, something that yeah. says, I see it, I get it, we're moving. Okay. Another alternative is to find out uh, who among your colleagues has reluctant spouses. 
You see, what I would do there is then you create a misery loves company group. And what you Fun. would do is you would say, hey, <laughs> all of you third year spouses who don't want to be here anyway, the back bar is your bar. And so they have somebody they can commune with who sort of is in the situation they are in. Uh, the last option, and this is the sort of the last alternative is, uh, I would dr go without him, dress to the nines, go, stay late, dance till you drop, uh, say your husband has COVID, and you should come home smelling like, smelling like Paco Rabanne and gin. And, so, and then when he asks you what, how to go, just say, oh, it was really quiet and leave it at that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so recapping, do a trade. Um, yeah. uh, do a trade. Uh, uh, promise him you'll go somewhere that he wants to go to. Um, have an extraction uh, signal. Uh, set a time limit on it. And hook him up with the other mopey, um, grumpy, exactly. don't want to be their spouses at the back bar or go alone. Yes. Yeah, I think all those are really, are really, are really right on. You know, the thing is, I always say when people ask me about spouses to um, of corporate events like this, I say, you know, if your spouse is going to be a liability, leave them home. If they could mm. be an asset, bring them. Uh, so in this case, because we're not sure if he's in a good mood, maybe he's an asset. But really think through, like, is he really going to be an asset? And is it really a liability if he doesn't come? Because there's, mm -hmm. there's, you know, you could say it's his company's party, you know, or lots of things. So really think about whether you also want the responsibility of taking care of his ass while you're at this party. But mm -hmm. so if it is really important to you, and you do think if he has the right attitude, he will be an asset or at least not a, a liability, then I say to my good friends, you got to lay down the law. Say, you know what? I'm not trading with you. Like you're coming to this thing, dude. Like I do things <laughs> for you. Like this is important to me. I need you to come. You mm -hmm. could promise to maybe tell him you owe him one. Just don't owe him any sexual favors for this. This is a small, like a small favor he's doing you. So don't make a big deal about it. Um, but if he goes, why don't you spend some time coaching him before? Really oh, sit with idea. him. Thank you. Sit with him and give him some conversation starters, some conversation topics. Uh, give him the lay of the land there. Like here are kind of some, some of the people you're going to meet and really like practice with him about how you can, he can really engage some people and whom he should engage and how. Um, when you're there, also introduce him to people that you think he might have something in common with and make sure yes. you make the connection. I don't, they don't, could be spouses. They could also be other third years or they could be partners. Is your husband a golfer? Is the partner a golfer? Like the more kind of homework and groundwork mm -hmm. that you can lay to help him feel more comfortable, the better off you'll be. The other thing, and this is similar to to your idea about the back bar is you could also reach out to some other third years who might be in a similar boat, like Chris said, mm -hmm. but why don't you go to dinner the night before or have drinks with these people the week before so that the spouses can kind of meet. And so when they get to the party, they'll already have a bit of a friendship or a rapport going on. I right? love that idea. Plus that helps you network. So at the bottom of the end of the day, I think if it's important to you, you make him go, but you do your best to set him up for success. I don't like the idea of like saying, I'm only going to stay for an hour because if I'm having fun, then that's going to like make it into a fight yes you know so that those are those are my ideas
I think your ideas are great. I think I, I think all of those are really workable in terms of, I especially like the the idea of introducing him to some people he might like uh, prior to that, the yeah. week before, so that he doesn't walk into a room cold. Cold, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. The biggest thing is she knows who's in that room. Yeah. He knows no one in he knows that room. Nobody. And that's and by the way, when you're at holiday parties like this, nobody talks to the spouses. Uh, oh, Jesus, I mean, people right. just ignore you're, you're, the spouses. You're the Claude Reigns. You, yeah, that exactly. Would be the invisible man. So I'm going to say to though to our listeners here, if you go to a holiday party and you meet somebody's spouse, take five minutes and get to know them talk with them, treat them like a valuable person. Yes. Because on that ride home, when those spouses do the party recap, they're going to say, oh my gosh, I met one of your coworkers who was so nice, that Chris DeSantis, he was fantastic. Right. And that's going to raise your brand in the office. I think that's really good advice. And why not? Why, why not? not be kind to these people? Everyone, it, it's a holiday for crying right. out loud. For crying out loud, and it's a holiday party. And it's also a networking event. So yes, let's yes. be really clear. Part of your goal should be out there to meet people. So, all right. No, well, good advice. I think we gave Scrooge some good advice, which I is basically too. get her husband's butt in the suit and get him to the party. Plus, it's free booze, people. <laughs> If you're enjoying the show, please let us know. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends to tune into Cubicle Confidential. All right, you ready for question number two? Uh, by speaking of booze, people, keep it to two drinks, maybe three max. Uh, all right, this one is from Confounded by Christmas in Connecticut. Dear Cubicle Confidential, I need your advice. I'm six months into my first job out of college, and I'm not sure what the etiquette is around holiday gift giving. I work for a small PR marketing firm, and I think I should give my boss a gift, but I don't know what to give or how much to spend. Plus, I'm not even sure that my boss celebrates Christmas, so I don't want to make a religious faux pas. Also, who else do I need to give to? As the low man on the totem pole, I don't make a lot of money, but I suspect that giving nothing would be bad. Help! Signed by, Confounded by Christmas in Connecticut. I thought this was pretty straightforward. I have a very it's short, sweet, sweet answer. Yeah. I, I, so I think, look, I would not buy my new boss or any boss a gift. Gifts at work should really not be upward. It should be the other way around. Gifts flow downward flow down. They should flow downward. Uh, unless people are chipping in, let's say, for retirement or there's an, a, an established secret Santa, you shouldn't be buying gifts uh, for anyone's boss. Uh, I would suggest, since you don't know the culture of the organization and you don't know anyone's religion, if you want to do something nice, do it for everyone, like bring in cookies or or that fruitcake you got three years ago, it lasts forever, you know, something <laughs> along those lines. Because it's really about the gesture. And I think that's what we're doing here. We're about saying, look, I appreciate you. I'd like to show my appreciation by something for all of you. And that's what I would do. Yeah, that's really great advice. I love it. And, you know, for Confounded, I love that I love that he, she, or they are thinking about this because uh, mm -hmm. it can be kind of tricky. Um, and mm. while Chris is 100% right that gifts should flow, flow downward, uh, there is a lot of gift giving upward. So I can understand your desire to or you're, or you're unsure. So I would, first of all, ask a trusted colleague at the office about 
what's the norm here? You know, what, how does this office approach the holiday gift giving? So get a lay of the land. Um, and while gifts should flow downward, giving your boss a little something, something is always kind of a nice thing to do. But as Chris said, keep it simple, keep it thoughtful. Uh, does your boss have a sweet tooth? Then perhaps a small box of chocolates or some nice baked cookies. Uh, does your boss like wine? A nice bottle of wine, no more than $20. Other uh, favorite grape is always nice. Does your boss like to write handwritten notes? You know, a little nice $15 box of, of note cards is a lovely, thoughtful gift. Are they cooks? Do they enjoy food? You know, a, a nice bottle of olive oil or something else can be nice, inexpensive, and it shows, as Chris said, the gesture. Um, so really, it's really about, about if you're going to do it, do something small, do something thoughtful, uh, but keep it like, keep it under control and find out first what other people are doing. Whatever you do, do not give a gift card to your boss or to your colleagues. Gift cards are way too much about, oh, $20 Starbucks. Oh, this or that. <laughs> right. You're much better off giving a box of note cards or a box of chocolate than I think a gift card to colleagues. Yeah, I, I could live with your advice. I could see small, what you're saying is a small gesture is all really you need to do. Yeah, all you really and, need and to do. And I, although I do think a wine might be even more a step further, something I really like the idea of some something petite yeah. and easy, like and the easy. note cards of the but can. But thoughtful, something, something kind of cool thoughtful. and groovy, yeah. like something that speaks to you. Don't go into Wawa and buy them like a Fifth Avenue bar. Like that doesn't that doesn't. That no, work. something that just speaks to, I know you and this, I, I knew yeah. that you liked this. Exactly. I think it makes good yeah. pressure. You know, my team always gets me uh, holiday gifts, well, Christmas gifts, because I celebrate Christmas. Um, and every year I tell them not to, but they're really good at it. So, you know, one year, one of my staff bought me this gorgeous bottle of of, of grape vinegar uh, that's made by a, um, a farm near her house. It's probably 12 bucks loved it. One of my favorite gifts. Another time, uh, one of my, Kristen gave me these pa packing cubes because I travel all the time. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was $20, but I use them all the time. Uh, so they're really good. And another staff member gave me, because I walk every day for five miles, they gave me like some nice, colorful headbands to wear across my ear. So inexpensive, mm -hmm. but really, really thoughtful gifts. So, and I do appreciate it, even though I always say, don't get me anything. It is, it's kind of nice. Well, I think I you nailed it I when you said them. it's the thought. It's the I, thought. I, so, I, I like yeah. the thought of what they're doing. Right. All right. So confounded by Christmas, hopefully we've unconfounded, but make sure you go find out. Just ask somebody, what what's the deal? What's the dealio, man, around Christmas here? <laughs> the deal. If you have a workplace question, hey people, we're here to help. Email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Oh, this was funny. Hi, Mary. You spoke to my company this year and I sent you a fruit basket on behalf of my boss. By the way, you were great. You must get a lot of fruit baskets. Do you eat them? What do you do with them? Do you have any suggestions for sending corporate thank you or holiday gifts? It always falls on me to send these type of gifts, and I'd love to hear your and Chris's perspective on this, especially during the holidays when gift giving abounds. Signed by, To Give or Not to Give in Glendale. Love this because this person is in charge of having to give the gifts and is reaching out to say, like, what gifts are really ringing true for y'all? 
No, I, I thought that was nice too. Although I don't recall getting any fruit baskets. Well, you from didn't do clients. a gig for him, did you? <laughs> yeah. I will say though, I do get the occasional gift uh, given after speaking as a thank you, which I always appreciate. You know, uh, frankly, I like the practical things. They are uh, in line with the, the swag others are receiving. So, for instance, though, you know those um, those drinking things uh, that keep things cold or hot forever. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a brand that I uh, we are not getting endorsed to say, but I can't remember what the name of the brand is anyway. But I like the kind of things I can use. You know, yeah. something I could use. Pens. I get lots of pens. I can use stuff like that. Uh, the, the, these gift cards, I get a lot of those Starbucks things, yeah. which I don't. You know, again, I don't have any. Uh, to your point earlier when you said uh, you don't like getting them as a, as a vendor to, you know as uh, that's different getting, yeah that's fine yeah this yeah. is a nice little gift and, and by the way you know when you travel a lot having these cards yeah. that's great right they have utility uh the only is, is uh getting um things wearable i don't like things that are wearable because the wearable things are business related and they have the client's name on it and I don't think it's appropriate. Uh, I think it's bad form to wear things from a company you are not an employee. Oh, interesting. I, I also think it's a caution young people about any corporate swag. By the way, listeners, uh, if you've got a backpack, a shirt, a notebook with your company emblem on it, then quite frankly, you have to be on the entire time. If you're in an airport, you, you got to be well behaved. Yes, you are on. You are on because you are on the clock. Even though if you're off the clock formally, they see your brand. And so you have to behave in accordance with that. That's one of the limitations I've always felt about, about having swag that is no discernible because you represent the firm. And unless you represent the firm well, don't wear it. Yeah. So I think the best swag over COVID that I ever got, and it was really nice. It was over COVID. And this was early on. It was during when the Zoom sort of started taking off. This, this client uh, did a, a networking event and they did a wine and cheese. They sent everyone who was on the Zoom call wine and a cheese. wine and yeah. cheese basket with dry ice yeah. to keep everything fresh. I've got some of those. Those are great. I thought, what is this? this is crazy. And then everyone was to open their wine and drink and have their cheese and they taste this one. And so what they did was they had this virtual tasting and everyone was, I thought, well, now that's a class act. Yeah, that's a class I act. I like that. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I got for you. That's it. great. Um, yeah, you know, I like this question. So I'm going to answer the first one. Do I get a lot of fruit baskets and do I eat them? Uh, I, first of all, uh, to give or not to give, I did get your fruit basket, which had fruit, wine, crackers, and cheese. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> so thank you. So I generally really do like the gift of food because even if the food isn't my jam, uh, I'm deeply appreciative and I am happy and I can share it with my husband or something. So mm -hmm. uh, I really, I do get a lot of nice gifts from clients and vendors and it makes me really happy. And even if I don't like it, uh, it's uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, especially things that are as you said, Chris, edible or usable. Like those yeah. are the best gifts. I don't love things that are overly branded, like you said. Like I don't need any more coffee mugs. I don't need any more notebooks. I don't need any more of those hot, cold tumblers. Like I just have so many of them. So I mm. would stay away from those things. Um, but I mean, I think everyone appreciates the thought. And back up to the question we had before. Uh, so if you have to give out corporate gifts or gifts to people like Chris and I, you know, just know we will appreciate anything that you send us. Some things we'll appreciate more. <laughs> right. We'll appreciate. I think right. like two of the best corporate gifts I ever got, and by corporate gifts, I mean after I did a gig for somebody, is I spoke at Paylocity one year and they handed out these little uh, Bluetooth speakers to all their speakers. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's and nice. It was really nice. And I still use mine every time. And I did something for Cigna Health and they sent out, and I did something on virtual presentation skills. And so they were inspired and they bought these really great panel lights, these mobile panel lights, and sent them mm -hmm. to everybody and to me as well that help you give you lighting uh, when oh, you're yeah, yeah, on I know. Zoom. So although I thought those were really that, thoughtful and useful. Uh, and let me make a point though, because uh, this is uh, just for, I'm being selfish here, but if your gift is not small, ship it. Simply because oh, right. I, I have I have luggage. And I typically what happens is, uh, I'd say one of four times, I can't take the gift back because I can't put it in anything that fits. Yeah. And I'm limited by what... I had this beautiful tray once from a one client. Beautiful. They presented it to me at the event. I thought... I, and I look at it and I said, this thing is huge <laughs> and i knew for a moment i knew for, when i got it I said okay what am i going to do here so what i had to do was i had to check my luggage because i could not get it in any other way so i had to and i was thinking ah this is a pain in the butt and you were bitter about it weren't you well i was a little upset but i do like it it's yeah. a beautiful trip well, that's nice but, i know that is a challenge like when you get something that you can't fit your suitcase if you've traveled yeah. for the gig i did yeah. a gig once and it was a lovely gig and at the end of the gig, and the gig was in Sacramento, and they knew I came in from DC, and they gave me this huge, and I mean huge, beautiful, drop dead gorgeous bouquet of flowers. <laughs> flowers. <laughs> and I'm what like, what are you gonna do? I'm on my way to the airport right after the gig. I'm, and they had one of their staff people drove me, and I was so embarrassed, but I said, listen, these flowers are so gorgeous. There's no way I could take, I mean, I got an eight hour flight, you know, I, there's right. no way I can take them on the plane. Would you give them a good home? And she was like, oh, hell yeah, I will. So it was really nice. I'm like, can you please not tell your boss? Uh, because I feel so bad about this, but there's no way. I mean, this was a mammoth, mammoth uh, bouquet of flowers. Well, you know, the other one like that is bottles of wine. I will find a way to shove that bottle of wine in my suitcase. No, because then you got to check your bag. You got to yeah, check I your bag. I, I would I check my bag for a bottle of wine. I won't. I won't. If it's that. a good bottle, if it's... Oh. I can't do... I just... The other thing that worries me about... You know, I know this is a strange thing, but what worries me about a bottle of wine in my suitcase is there's a bottle of wine in my suitcase. <laughs> and if and if, they, if that wine breaks, there's a... That's not good. I, all of a sudden, all my clothes are, are pink. Are ruined. Are pink. Yeah. That's why you need to drink <laughs> white wine. Um, all right, Chris, As we, before we sign off, what are... Do you have three more tips that you can give people to survive how the holiday season at work? Oh, the holiday. Well, I think one of them is pace yourself. Yeah. I think that's important. I also think it might be a good idea to say, okay, although I don't know, these are interesting. It's a, it's a challenge because what you want to talk about is what went well this year for us. Okay. So if do a little year in review. Yeah, but not a, a review of what, not like a, what, what didn't go well, but what are we, what are we grateful for, for each in some way that says, what do we want to carry into the next year? I don't want to evaluate the whole year. I just want to say at this point, because uh, there, there should be some level of camaraderie, some re reaffirmation that we all did this together. Is So in that sense, is there a way to say something without being saccharine or, or you know what I'm saying, to, yeah. or disingenuous, but say something about what we would want to carry forward into the next year? Uh, I don't know. 
you give me a tip and maybe okay. I'll come up I'm with I'm going to give a couple tips. So one, if your company has a holiday party, please go. Go. It's your oh, company's yeah. a, uh, effort to say thank you and they want to celebrate you. So go to this holiday party. Uh, make sure you work, work the room and you talk to people that you haven't talked to and do take the time to go and thank whatever hosts uh, or people who help organize it. So thank them. This is also a great opportunity to talk to your boss or your boss's boss. So really use this as mm, that's a great idea. way to to network yourself. Uh, my second tip for the holiday season is be really, um, be really uh, cognizant of the fact that um, if you're going to take time off to shop during the day, make sure you clear that with mm. your boss. Like you still are on the clock. It's always a good policy not to um, uh, not to steal time if you would if you can from uh, your employer. Like just be honest and upfront. And then the last tip I would give for the holiday season would be around, I think, the gift giving, um, which is, I, mean, I know we've had questions about this, but just be really sensitive about who you give gifts to and how you do so. So like if you're if you're in a team of eight and you've got, got gifts for two people, then don't do it in front of everybody else. Like do it in a very like private, like off, like don't flash gifts. Don't make people who aren't getting gifts from you feel bad that they're not getting gifts. And finally, if someone gives you a gift and you didn't get them anything, the proper response is, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And then do not say like, I didn't get you anything. Just say, thank you so much. I appreciate the gift. I like that. I had one more tip okay. then. If, if I would not take my vacation at the, uh, at the end of the year. Oh yeah, I would, that's a waste. Yeah, I would I would work at the end of the year because nobody's going to be around. You're going to get a lot accomplished, and it'll be a lot quieter for you. And so I would I would hold on to that vacation time at some other point. I agree. Well done. Well, Chris DeSantis, I think it's about time to say sayonara, adios, yeah. old anxiety uh, for this episode. Uh, on behalf of Chris and I, we want to wish all of our listeners a very happy holiday season, a joyous new year. And we hope whatever holiday you celebrate turns out to be joyful, wonderful, and a little bit relaxing. Anything you want to add, Chris? Happy holidays. <laughs> All right. And until next time, we will work hard, be kind. Uh, and if you can't, call us. All right. See you next year.